Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to Monday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. Yes, we're back because football, Scottish Football Premiership is almost back. We're almost there. It's it's but three days away. Um, annoyingly, if you're a Hibs fan, it is three days away. Uh, I'm really, uh, not really that fussed by it coming back, to be honest. Could we have just games at 10 o'clock and, and 3 o'clock for, the, for another month, please? Maybe just not in a despotic regime. That'd be fantastic. Anyway, I've, uh, that's rambling a bit too much. I'm joined here by Graham Fulis. Hello, Duncan. And Ewan Taylor. Hello, Duncan. Ewan, Hi, you're sounding uh, particularly like someone that hasn't just wolfed uh, a load of toast <laughs> and uh, smoked salmon. <coughs> and, and cream cheese. It was lovely. <laughs> Just and cream cheese. Oh, right. I, uh, you're doing nothing to uh, to dissuade people about uh, image about uh, Rangers lawyers. I was going to sprinkle some uh, some dill on it, but I can find any. Sadly. Oh, so, okay. uh, Just, so just on the season on the season returning, it does have a real like sort of last week of the school holidays vibe for me at the moment. I was just like, I, I keep looking at the looking at the fixtures, being like, "Are you fucking do this again? Are we sure? We thought about this." We've only got the nine players, mate. Do, do, it's uh, you're right. It's a bit like you know, when you get the new timetable for your next year after you've done your exams, like, and you come back to it, and you're like, ah, come on, like this, this week, this week, who, who, this week who is are we here? Like, who are we kidding here? We're not doing this, any work. This week is essentially my mum taking me to buy like new trousers before oh. S, the start of S <laughs> two. Like, why? Like, this is this is rubbish. Don't want any of this. Can we not like genuinely? If we just played all the Premiership games at like ten o'clock, three o'clock, and eight o'clock, we could probably finish the season by about April, March. Right. I would let's say that, but we could wrap it by February. I would say. Let's just do let's that. Do let's just do that, and we can all get on with the rest of our year without having to watch fucking Motherwell. <laughs> So, as you might have guessed by the title of the show, uh, we've we've been asked to look at what we've got wrong about the season so far. Seeing as we are, uh, well, I suppose the season did start for for some of us, but way back in the sunny days of July, and uh, now I've not seen the sunlight since I don't know when. So uh, that gives you know about five months worth of uh, of predictions and things that we thought might happen, and we were primarily looking at the the Premiership team. So we'll kind of go through probably. Uh, a prediction each for for uh, a prediction from for each team, um, and I'm going to just uh, go in a wild order, and I'm going to start with Livingston. Why not? Let's go. Let's, let's go uh, with Livingston. You uh, and what what did you get wrong about Livingston? Did you have anything for this? Because there might not be for all these teams. <laughs> what did I, what did, Livingston? I mean, they're sort of they'd be one of the few teams I would say. I mean, th- this would be a considerably uh, shorter podcast if we were doing that on things that we'd predicted correctly for the the season ahead but Livingston <laughs> uh, are probably the one team that I would say they're more or less doing because Livingston are just doing Livingston um, I mean maybe they're maybe they're sl- doing slightly you know better than than I thought but that's probably only because other teams have done much worse than I thought they would um, so uh, you know I mean Livingston are probably the the team that performs a uh, best to their to their sort of budget and um, and abilities most seasons and I think that's just the case uh, again um, I mean I was looking at who I predicted would be their best 
a signing, worst signing. A, and I, I think I said the boy Kanchar, 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 Yep. Uh, him as a worst signing, he's probably not been that good. But uh, you know, but they just—it doesn't really matter who plays for Livingston, uh, who they sign. They're just you know pretty good, and that's just been the case again this season. In, in fairness, I had their worst signing as Scott Bitson do, um, which appears to be absolutely spot on. Oh yeah, <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> Is he one of the ones that Fowler sort of uh, almost got cancelled? Or by confusing him with a, another guy that, of, of a similar race that actually does get a game for them, um, I think. <laughs> you treat the situation, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, he's, is he the one that's on loan uh, or both? I think is he. Or, yes, yeah. he is on loan at bottom, bottom of the table in the championship. Or both. So yeah, yeah, yeah have to right there. He's not shooting the lights out. Fair nope. play, fair play. Um, so my I, uh, my my feeling was I for for. I don't know why uh, I, I, I thought this would be the case, but I, I really thought that Ishmael Goncalves was going to have screwed the nut and he was going to turn it around and Davy Martindale was exactly the type of guy that could get something out of him and uh, his appearances so far suggest that, or, or lack of appearances so far suggest that is absolutely not the case and he is exactly who uh, we all know him to be uh, and given the amount of chances he has had, uh, still will probably... Always, but just by virtue of his talent alone, continue to get clubs. But uh, he will still before the end of the season, as long as he's not empty in January, before the end of the season, he will still do something outrageously good at football. In addition to something outrageously, just outrageous before the end of the season, because I kind of feel like his time at Livingston has just been kind of like slowly yeah. bubbling. Of just you've been quite bad ultimately like you're just not really offering a huge amount but I do feel at some point before the end of the season we'll get I feel as long as he stays there and isn't empty in January I think we'll get a bit of both before the end of the season just because that's how things work mm. yeah, I, yeah I think that seems alright I think you'll get that one highlight that uh, he can stick on a YouTube reel that is that, that his agent can stick around and he'll uh, join I don't know a, you know, the th- a third tier German club and then Cyprus and stuff whatever. somewhere in Greece so, yeah somewhere in Greece <laughs> Uh, I've, I've hit the. Ra- I've, I've opened up a random number generator between one and twelve, and it's taken us to our next club, which is uh, the current league leaders, uh, Celtic Football Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, Graham. What, what were your? Have you have you got anything wrong about Celtic this season? I had Moritz Jens down as their worst signing, um, but ultimately, like they didn't. Did they make a bad signing? But like, there's that's, they, yeah, they, that that that. My That's Rangers my ones are much more. Yeah, Rangers ones are much better. And we'll get to that. My Rangers mm. ones, we'll get to that because my Rangers ones are much worse and much, uh, much, uh. Um, much more chaotic. Um, but I had them as top of the league. I had um, Postecoglou as manager of the year. I had Jota as best signing, which is kind of a cheat because he's already been here. But again, he's been very good. Moritz um, is worst signing, which again might be true. Might mm. not be true, just depending on which particular thing you want to look at with them, because everyone that they brought in has done pretty well. Yeah. Add yes. as well is a worth signing, and I, I think that that might be the case. I would, I mean, I, 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 one thing I thought would happen, which hasn't happened, is that I thought uh, Bernabe would replace Greg Taylor quite easily, and that's definitely not been the case. Uh, Taylor's you know, been one of Celtic's probably most consistent players across the whole season, um, which is saying something. And, 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 not, in, and not in trouble with authorities. Yes, which is also <laughs> as far as we know. Um, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, Bernabe uh, just uh, you know, when he hasn't been um, getting arrested, he's, he's not been <laughs> that that great. Uh, you know, he doesn't look like he can really defend that well at the moment. He's, he's had his moments going forward, um, but uh, but yeah, that, he's he's not. I, I thought that was probably the easiest position for Celtic to improve upon in the summer, to be honest. Uh, but uh, but uh, Greg Taylor's really kicked on, um, much to Craig Anderson's delight, and uh, and and yeah, uh, I, I, I can't actually see um, Burnaby getting in the team this season. Uh, you know. You know, on a regular basis, I think it's it's going to take longer if he's going to supplant um, uh, supplant Taylor at all. Yeah, I think uh, for for me, I, I'm just amazed that they've not had really a dud signing yet. You know that that this is yeah. this is a, an incredibly prolonged uh, McCarthy hot streak. Was McCarthy, Gucci, yeah, don't, yeah. don't forget, don't sleep on Gucci. He's been fucking dreadful. <laughs> um, 
Are you, yeah. It's only thing Celtic that was, if you see like uh, not that I'm a big fan of looking at pictures like this, but pictures of uh, Celtic you know, having won the league and they're celebrating all that, and uh, all the Japanese boys are um, so you've got you know Maeda, uh, Furuhashi, Hitati, and there's clearly another guy that's just been cropped out of all the photos. <laughs> and, <laughs> that, that is, and it's Gucci. Oh, yeah. and it's just like he just like, and I, I constantly like you know if you're ever watching Celtic. Uh, and like a friendly or like a uh, you know a Diddy Cup game or whatever, and you think, who the fuck's that guy? It's Gucci. <laughs> um, but, but sadly, apparently he's away in January. So, uh, well, I mean, you, say, you say sadly as if anybody is going to notice. <laughs> no, yeah. I just like it's sort of comedy comedy value. Uh, I, 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 I had a thought that that Moy would be uh, a dud, but he's 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 not going to take them very far in Europe. But he's exactly he's. He's entirely very, very capable for uh, for what he they need to do yep. uh, in the league, yeah, and fine. and you know that's kind of where they are. They're not they're, they're every signing they've made has kind of been a sensible gamble. They've not they've not really you know, pushed the bunny out. And then you look at I've just also like you have to say they've not kicked out anyone out that has not pushed anyone that they lost in the summer that you can say oh, that actually that was a big loss you know uh, mm. I think they said for a while they would lose they would miss Julien but ultimately Nat beat on yeah. Nat like Rogic you know, Rogic, you know like a wee bit uh, but not I mean you can't say that Celtic have struggled for creativity or goals or anything like that so uh, so yeah I mean Rogic is Celtic been, I think you know, but. a Yeti you know, I forgot that he was still still on their books you know like, yeah, <laughs> I think like, he is yeah. still there yeah, think, no, he's, yeah, he's on Stromgratz on loan. Um, is, he, is, he, is he on loan? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. but yeah, you know, they've not, they've not, no one's left that you've been like, oh well, that you know, that was that's a re- that, that they've had the downgrade or they, they have problems. So yeah, yeah I think they're uh, regrettably they're going to canter to. Uh, yeah. well, to, mo- to mo- moving on, moving yeah, move, on, <laughs> moving, moving on. on quickly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Well, and and I, I amazingly, like as if I'm uh, running the SFA in the 80s, it seems like I've um, pulling out the old firm together, or not together. Uh, Rangers are the next one up in the the, the uh, number generator. Uh, Ewan, let's go to you first. Mm. Well, things have not gone quite, quite uh, as I uh, had planned, slash predicted, <laughs> slash hoped. Uh, <laughs> I might have thought that Rabi Batondo would be our best signing, uh, blown away as I was with his performances and friendlies. And incidentally, he was quite good uh, in the friendly we just played against Bayer Leverkusen there. So it looks like the the boy is tremendous in, in friendlies only. Um, my my so, nephew that, yeah. that went to that game. Ah, yeah, he's your se- second player. second game uh, seeing uh, Rangers. They've both been friendlies and both come away. Both times come away has been hugely impressed by. Well, Rabi Matundo is his favourite player as a result. Uh, He's so. got an eye for a player. He can uh, yeah, be a yeah. podcaster. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. So this season has not gone. I mean, I always say there's no point in going into a season thinking your team's going to be shite. So I. I mean, if the cat, you've got to go in with a little bit of optimism. Uh, you sacked a manager three, like 24 hours before the season started. Exactly, and then you were yeah, you went into the first game, the first fixture, absolutely buzzing, weren't you? You were buzzing. <laughs> Stevie Hamill was, you know, get, uh, it was a lot of excitement there. So, I mean, you might have gone into the first game of the you know European campaign 
not thinking much was uh, good was going to happen, and and that was correct. And I was but, absolutely correct. <laughs> but, but generally, I have you know, not been you, disappointed in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I sort of thought we would do uh, better. I mean, I think if you if you put a gun to my head and, and you said. Are Rangers going to win the league this season? I think I probably would have said no, but uh, but I did. Uh, but I, officially, I predicted that we would win the treble. Um, nope, so, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. I mean, I, I, what I, I'm to I, no surrender. Well, uh, it was probably yeah. Well, that, that's why you're on. The, you're publicly no surrender, but privately surrender. Um, I'm afraid, and uh, yeah, I didn't. I I, just, I thought it was quite obvious the that. Obviously, Celtic last season, you know, the the overall sort of points tally to win the league wasn't that high, but that was because Celtic had a they had their worst start in in decades. Uh, but obviously, they picked up after that, and it was quite clear this season it was going to be you know, you're going to have to probably hit 100 points to win the league, um, if not more than that. So it, it was always like a bit unlikely that we were the Rangers were going to be able to do that um, under Van Bronckhorst anyway, because just the way. He set the team up. It was uh, you know draws are quite likely because we don't really try to kill teams off. Um, so we shall see what happens under Mister Beal. Uh, but but yeah, this season is just it feels like a sort of bit of a waste of a half uh, six months really. Um, we've just gone backwards. So we shall we shall see. Um, I did predict that John Sutter be our signing, and, and so far he's had like however many minutes he played against Livingston just getting absolutely destroyed by Joel Nubley and then he's been injured apart from that so, so that was correct um, that was but, that was exactly uh, how I predicted his time <laughs> at Rangers would go so uh, I'm feeling quite good about that but yeah, I, but, had, um, I had I had Red Van Yilmaz as my best signing after I got tricked uh, by all those boys pretending to watch Turkish football last year <laughs> you might come get you no, you, what you did was confused I hope they're all very happy with themselves what, what you confused is a load of lads going to Turkey uh, and, and taking an interest in the, the, the follicle yes. treatments yes. that you can get. And on the flip side, yeah. I had Ben Davies as worth signing, so that's probably arguably not far off it either. Uh, yeah, you might. He's, he's, uh, most of the signings, like in isolation, either make sense or just you can't really judge them yet. Some, you know, Matondo is probably, is probably the worst one because he was quite expensive and has, has been absolutely brutal. Um, but yeah, but the, the the rest of them, like they could still come good, but like they weren't going to under. Uh, from Broncos, so we'll see what happens now. But, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think you could say other than maybe Cholak. I don't think you could really say any of them have been been that great either. So, so uh, just a bit disappointing. Yeah, I was. I had uh, down as kind of a surprise the idea that um, I don't know why I'm surprised actually that that uh, that Scottish clubs would would bite the bullet with their manager so quickly. But it is. Just six, just over six months since uh, since Seville, uh, and you were in the yeah. final of a of a cup. And uh, again, we've talked about this many a time. I suppose that 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 mask that run masks a lot of utterly indifferent league play, um, mm-hmm. which which the run kind of gave you an excuse to. That was the reason for that. That felt like that was the reason for the league uh, being yeah. lack, lackluster. And then you suddenly realise, oh no, that actually that was uh, <laughs> that was the pattern of that was the pattern that wasn't in. That, that's with, the real deal. We're doing really well in Europe. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the uh, that's fair. But um, but no, not 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 still our season so far. We shall uh, we shall see. But still, I mean, the treble's still on. Obviously, I did predict that at the start of the season. <laughs> uh, seems unlikely if uh, Broncos is going to win Manager of the Year as I predicted, um, unless it's, you know, someone tries unless, to be really clever unless, and works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he set the groundwork, uh, but, uh, but no, I, um, I, I I suspect we will not win the treble. But um, at the moment, it's still good. Well, uh, you'll be you'll be happy to know you. We're moving to a team that have had an, a, a stinker of a season, even more so than than uh, Rangers. And that is Dundee United. And I'll go first. And my, the prediction I got wrong is I thought Jack Ross was going to be a success at Dundee United. I yeah. thought that was that was gonna yeah. that was gonna work out. I thought that that should fit him quite well. And uh, I have uh, been completely shown up for that. Yeah. I thought it was a great appointment. I had them at fourth place. Which is still possible, still feasible. Yeah. I mean, broadly, anyone can finish anywhere still, but they are yeah. fucking stinking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think one of the sort of uh, overall like things I, I got wrong is I really thought there would be like quite a defined early on top six. In that, mm. I thought you'd have the old firm, 
Aberdeen had strength and hearts uh, were going to be at least as good as they were last season. Hibs, I thought, or they'd sign players. We'll come on to that. Uh, <laughs> and the, and Dundee United looked like they'd, they'd signed really well and had like a much better manager than they had the previous season. So I thought, well, those those probably are the six biggest clubs by budget and they all looked to have probably strengthened in the summer. Therefore, that we won't have this just amorphous blob of a mid table mm-hmm. that we had uh, last season, but the blob's back. Uh, you know, there, Long there, live there, the blob. <laughs> I mean, you know, there's however many points between the, the uh, you know twelfth and and, um, and and third, really. The, so that that is back. Um, but yeah, I thought Dundee United would be top six. I, I had them as sixth, but I, I thought it would be you know comfortable sort of top six, and uh, it doesn't look like that's that's going to happen. It's fair to say. Graham, what did what did you have? Was it was it potentially uh, Dylan Levitt related or? Uh, uh, did I predict no. Dylan Levitt to be the worst signing? Yes, I did. Um, <laughs> is that incorrect? I could argue mm. possibly not. Um, Dylan Levitt's signing, and I maintain this from the off. Ultimately, is that I'm not convinced it's a good signing in the basis that it will have been very expensive for a guy who, if you don't punt, basically now is probably going to run down his contract and he'll leave for fuck all. Um, mm. So. What I'm going to do is not only see my take um, and look at it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to double down on it and suggest that still that remains the case. I think he will ultimately end up being a bad signing. The the plan was, the plan I assume was for him to play at the World Cup, do really well, get punted almost immediately, take a big bag of cash and then actually buy a functioning goalkeeper or a defender that's not 300 years old or a fullback um, to play in your back line. I, that won't happen. Um, he may leave at the end of the season, but it'll be a reduced fee because no club is going to pay what they want for him. Uh, because why would he's you? not performed. Because <laughs> yeah. he's, yeah. he's not performed and he'll be out of contract in a year. So if you really want him, just hang out until January, offer uh, offer some sort of fee to get him at half price. Be fine. So mm. yeah, I stand by that. I, as much as they have signed some absolute dumplings, the majority of them certainly will have, have been... More or the majority of them were very cheap, at least to acquire, and um, possibly not quite so cheap to actually, you know, pay. However, um, I maintain that, and I will. I, I'm doubling down on that take ultimately. That's, I mean, that's, that's fair enough. Right, we'll uh, move from the, the, random, the random number generator is taking us to number four, which is Hearts. Um, I'm going to say this: the mine off the bat. Duncan, I, I, Duncan, Duncan, can I just stop you for a minute? How yep. have you numbered these teams? How are Hearts Hearts. number four? How are Celtic like number twelve? What is going on? No, here? Celtic were two. Celtic were two. How are Celtic? Two. Two? Is it alphabet- alphabetical? Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. Oh, right. So, no, I was just uh, I was trying to figure out what, what, in, in what in what way Hearts were number four on the list. It was no, no, yeah, you're, you're, not um, fine. No, you're good. Uh, yeah. I, I, th- I thought Lawrence Shankland didn't have it. I thought he was. I thought that was going to be uh, five hundred grand down down the hole, um, and sadly, sadly, he's actually quite good for uh, this Hearts team, and that probably is and is a Premiership striker. Yes, regrettably, I, regrettably, I re- he says. I thought at the time that was a very weird argument that a lot of Hibs fans were having, given that for mm. a, a significant period of time, a lot of Hibs fans were very insistent that Jason Cummings was a good player. Um, <laughs> And I'd like to say that I'm firmly it was not in that kind of the Venn diagram overlap was thankfully did not include me. I think there's I think the Venn diagram overlap of those people are quite significant. Yes, um, no, that's true. Of guys that still think Jason Cummings could come back and do a really good job for Hibs. Um well, he went to a World Cup, didn't he? So uh, Well, he's the first Scotsman <laughs> to play in the last sixteen, so yeah, exactly, that, exactly, yeah, yeah. the last 16, 32. Oh, fuck. Regardless of the knockout stages. Um yeah, I thought it was very strange at the time and I did feel like a lot of people were going to end up looking very silly there because his season at Dundee United, he was very good uh, in a footballing sense even if his goals didn't really stack up and at the very minimum with the collection of players that Hearts have, even if that's all he did rather than the number of goals that he scored, I still thought he would be a good sign and a good facilitator mm-hmm. for Hearts. Um, so I'm very glad to have been proven right on that front. I, however, was proven wrong um, on Kai Rowles being the worst signing, um, which was in the middle of the uh, the mania of players of people of clubs signing Australian uh, A League players, and by, was, by that point, by that point, it's very much a case of like all these A League guys are going to be diddies. So I suppose it was half right. 
there was a there was a moral panic. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Like, we all we all got a bit carried away with ourselves. There was we just didn't have a handle of what was happening. There was all these yeah. guys, you know, coming through. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, I said some things. We, that we, we, we were. We, yeah. <laughs> I, I I would like it to make it very clear. I, I, I there was nothing I said about immigration that I regret. I, I regret the, the influx of A League players, um, <laughs> which is an entirely different thing. Well. <clears throat> Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think I think Hearts are probably. Would, I I sort of thought Hearts season would go more or less like this, and that they wouldn't really be able to cope when they were in Europe, but they would still be okay, and then they'll, they'll eventually finish fourth, um, which I think probably will still happen. I, I didn't think Ten Castle yes. would turn into the killing fields, <laughs> and they would just be like absolutely decimated. <laughs> like I mean. It was. It was felt like they were just like all their players were allergic to playing twice a week, even though they must have done that at times. It was just like ridiculous uh, levels of injuries and um, some of the defenses they had. The field were hilarious, uh, like the four fullbacks. Um, but uh, but no, I, I mean, I think they sort of they'd probably be quite happy with where they're they're sitting, um, given everything that's happened. But uh, we'll we'll need to see how they go on when uh, you know. now they've got Rills presumably coming back fit, and uh, I think Halkett's fit as well, isn't he? So um, so yeah, they they may they may well kick on. But I thought Shanklin was going to be good because he, he was actually pretty good for Dundee United. It was it was more that. Um, he had to shoot from the halfway line because otherwise he wasn't getting any shots. <laughs> so I need him to score once, but that was that was pretty much it. Um, and under Mickey Mellon, <laughs> that was a that was a very negative spell. Um, I thought Alan Forrest would be the worst player, the worst signing, and I don't think he's been hmm. that great. Uh, I couldn't really understand why everyone thought he'd be really yeah, good. Yeah, it was the same. It's just like you know, he, he was good at Livingston. Everyone's good at Livingston. Yeah, you know, it doesn't mean you're going to get anywhere else. He wasn't actually on my list as worth saying, but the one I got very wrong was Stephen Humphreys because I took one look at him and was like, mm. dumpling. Oh, yeah, you look like a like, massive dumpling. You just look like an absolute... Just in a physical sense, just as like, what you look like as a footballer is not a footballer. Yes. Um, but <laughs> he looks pretty handy. looks pretty useful. Yeah. Annoying, he looks, he looks like annoying. a very specific footballer and he looks like Ryan Stevenson. But apart from that, he, he, he doesn't look like a footballer in the in the broader sense. We'll need, um, we'll need to investigate as to whether he's been vaccinated or not, and then we'll really know. It doesn't look like he has been to me, but you know, <laughs> that's a, a generalisation. Um, On the flip side as well, I thought George Grant would be quite good, and he is not. Mm, yeah. I, won't, I, won't, I won't stand for any, any, any Hearts uh, insistence that he's actually quite good in the offers. No, he doesn't. No, no, he doesn't. It's the same as a whole collection of other central midfielders that Hearts have seen in the yeah. past sort of like five or six years who... They're yeah. insistent and, and convinced that will be good. He's not. Yeah, he really needs to lead into Horky if he wanted to be good. Yeah, like, yeah. About, that, that is your name, mate. I'm sorry if your parents have spelt it wrong, but you're not called George. <laughs> yes, unless it's Portuguese, in which case should be more like George. But that, I've well, not heard George any is good. I like I've not heard any. Yeah, no, no commentators have gone for that. So I, I, I George Grant. But, uh, that does sum up my kind of attitude towards Hearts and their insistence on anti Flair that you would sign up a player called uh, that was clearly <laughs> called Jorge, and uh, you're going to insist on calling him George. <laughs> Every Andrea signed is called Drew uh, or something similar. Like, you know, you will have, you'll have a you'll have a Sunday name. Uh, we'll now go to uh, Dingwall to Ross County. Uh, Graham, what were your have you got anything wrong about uh, Malky Mackay's uh, collection? But basically, that's I'm not just it's just a, a collection of players. I kind of assumed that they'd continue in the in the in the vein that they did last year, and it, I mean that still might be the case. They have looked absolutely ranked for a big chunk of the season. Um, I long term listeners to the podcast might remember my Inverness face blindness. Well, as far as I was concerned. Inverness had Richie Foran and then a bunch of other kids. Um It's kind of how I feel about Ross County as well. Like my predictions mm. for best signing was Jan Danda, my worst signing was George Harmon. I genuinely don't know, mate. Um, I, I, I <laughs> they, they, they are the epitome of the the Norm Macdonald sketch brought yeah. to life. <laughs> you know, it's like Jan Danda, Jake Eastwood, <laughs> Ben Purrington. Like you know, I really, I really, I really like William Accio, but again, it's very little. That, that's essentially because I've watched a lot of tactical analysis of of William Accio done by himself. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's a good character. Yeah, I like, think I'm, he's he's he. If all of the Ross County squad could start their own YouTube channels, 
Just I don't know. Well, like, whoa, 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 whoa. Just remind her who their manager is and the, <laughs> uh, the radicalization that can, so the radicalization that can happen online. Uh, I'm a bit concerned about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if they could do that, that would yeah. be really helpful to so that I could maybe yeah, tell the difference yeah. between Dred, Ben Dred Porrington see, uh, and Callum Markey McKay's recommended videos on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, it's I'm, the algorithm. It's the algorithm. <laughs> oh no, I don't think it is, mate. It just looks the same as Telfers. <laughs> it's fine. He do, it, it's fine. He doesn't listen to no. that, so it's all right. Uh, yeah, I think I, I Ross County are a, a total crossroads at the moment. I think the break came at probably the wrong time for them in terms of they'd actually finally found out how to win games, albeit one of them was against Hibs and really shouldn't count at this stage. Um, but yeah, my impression was that the I thought that the gap between the Canadian Premier League and the SPFL Premiership should be too much. And I, the jury's still very much out. We're, we're in... We're in uh, we're going through the planning process, I think, on that bridge, rather than saying it's, yeah. it's, it's approved and, and we're going to be moved to construction very soon. I mean, there um, was, there's, there's the assumption that they'll do the same as they did last year and have a, a rough start, and then at one point they'll turn it around and, and be really good and go on a rerun and, and be very competitive. I'm not convinced that's the case. Like Their form has been pretty poor. They won a couple of games before the break, which is... Where a, like, if you've got 15 points and you win two games in the three games before the break then that's without that I don't know it's a daft thing to say without that you're looking pretty grim of course they did but I'm just not convinced by any of them really they don't look particularly defensively sound they don't look particularly threatening attacking wise and there doesn't seem to have the the, the sort of identity that they had last year I don't know whether it's something um, Motherwell did when McCall, when Stuart McCall left, is or when Stuart McCall tried to rebuild, was essentially just trying to replace the players with the same type of players, and it just didn't really work because you don't you can't plug and play footballers like that. It doesn't work like that because everyone's got their own foibles, however they come across. So it doesn't really work like that, and I'm not quite sure if I never get the impression that they have a, a really firm identity in the way that they did in certainly the second half of last season. Mm. Yeah, they've not replaced like Hungbo and um, and Charles Cook really, and then they yeah. were they, they were Ross County to a large extent going forward at least last season. So, uh, so yeah, they're they're not as good a team. I I sort of thought just because of the way they'd recruited, um, or way Mackay to be honest had recruited uh, last summer that these guys I hadn't really heard of would be good. But that's just basically not been the case. So, <laughs> uh, so see, I, I thought they'd they'd be like. Seventh, I think I had them down as so like uh, probably best of the rest in terms of uh, you know all the teams with maybe slightly smaller budgets, but that doesn't seem seem like I don't I don't know if I think they'll go down, but it's definitely a possibility. I think they're well in that conversation. Yeah, mm. yeah. From uh, from Ross County, we'll go to Paisley to St Mirren. Um, I'm I'm going to stick mine out first, which was so I watched them uh, get played off the park by Airdrie in the. The League Cup, and I was, I was dead. I was like, this is this is a team that is playoff bound, if not relegation. Like, just be, like it was uh, the, the problems that that you always thought that maybe existed in a Stephen Robinson's team that he would maybe just piss everyone off. Uh, <laughs> that you know that, mm. and they were. They, it wasn't a case like you know you, you've I've watched League One teams beat Premiership sides, and it's kind of been a bit of. Not necessarily by hook or by crook, but you know that they've, they've had to stay lucky to be on. That this was um, a mid a team that just uh, did, did, you know it was playoffs in League One last season, who outplayed, who outthought, who outmanaged in terms of the game uh, with a twenty nine year old centre half also playing as uh, also player manager, you know uh, with with and they had they had four subs on the like like Airdrie were really uh, like had not a lot going for them and they absolutely battered uh, St Mirren and you were just like this doesn't bode well uh, so I've been completely wrong about that because actually the St Mirren have turned out to be semi useful you know what I mean <laughs> again the only team that's been Celtic uh, and stuff like that but you uh, if you told me that that team back on that night in July were going to win. 
uh, were going to be where they are now and have have picked up the only in fact the only defeat on Celtic, I would have been utterly shocked because it was a team of absolute nothing. Yeah, I so was. Apologies to buddies. It's it's always been like that's that's kind of always been how Stephen Robinson's teams tend to go, and they are very streaky. And when when it works like it's meant to work, um, it's really good, and they're really competitive. And that the, the game against Celtic was the perfect example of that. And that they just were everywhere; they were mm. on top of everybody. And when it works, it's great. But the problem with it is that if you have if one guy or two guys within that team have an off day then that's the case. And at the start of the season, it felt like one or two guys weren't having an off day, like seven, eight of them mm. were having an off day on that day. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I had them um, finishing 11th. Um, yeah. So yeah, absolutely fair enough. And it's, it's it's guys like Mark O'Hara that will be the defining factor in their season. Like Robinson seems to have them that's all on never what you want. That's well, no, just, what you want. But that's if, the way in which that team plays, it needs guys like him to be brave and be on the front foot and be aggressive with their pressing because as soon as they drop off, then you will get picked apart, ultimately. Um, the signs, Some of the signs they've brought in as well, like the boy Bacchus is absolutely top draw, really, really good player. Um, and the Strain as well, I think. from The, wing, the wing-back strain mm-hmm. as well. I, I remain baffled as to how Natty Atkinson went to the World Cup and Ryan Strain, didn't he? Um, yeah. So, yeah, both of them very, very good Um Broadly, a pretty good team. I had Declan Gallagher down as the worst signing, but that's just a bitterness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. It's welcome. It is absolutely welcome. Not sorry. Yeah, no, I'd add I'd them down as 11th as well. Um, I had, for their worst signing, I had a guy called Tayosi Olusanya. I've never heard of him. I don't. I, I don't know how I predicted him as worth signing. I've never. I, I'm not aware of him doing anything all season. Has he played for them? I don't know. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know um, how, uh, <laughs> how that's going to go. But uh, but yeah, he's um, generally speaking. I think they've they've done they've done all right. And I actually sort of I would revise my uh, prediction now is that I, I think they should really be finishing top six with the team they've got. Yeah. Um, having watched them, but whether they will or not, they might just do a classic sort of submit and not quite, not quite make it. But um, well, I, they'll, be re- they'll be really close going into the final game of the set before the split, and, and we've all seen that film before. What I've enjoyed yes. most of all has been the resurgence of Trevor Carson and his return to playing first team football. I absolutely loved Big Trev when he was with us. Um, he is. Been so unlucky with injuries, yeah. hasn't it? And like, it's not even the, just, it's, the injuries he's had have just been like the most weird, weird one. You know, mm. deep vein, deep vein thrombosis. Yeah. yeah, like which is there was an article about that. There was a, a I think it was in one of the papers about how like basically because he was on so many blood thinners and stuff. Like if he like bumped his head in the cupboard, something along those lines, then he had to go to a hospital because like his blood was so thin and it was so dangerous for it would lead to all sorts of different things like she's just living like that that sounds fucking exhausting so to do that to then get back to playing to then spend a bit of time with Dundee United who I mean as it turns out should have kept him we <laughs> should have kept him both both teams could have benefited enormously from from Trevor Carlson this season um, yeah delighted to see him back playing football and being back to probably as close to his best as he is likely to get yeah so delighted for Trevor Carlson um, and I hope that they finish below us but I doubt it so, um, just by timeliness, and obviously there's always connections. Going to Motherwell, going to your team, Graham. How, uh, where, what did you get wrong about Motherwell this season? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimately, not, at this point of the season, I really it's not the halfway point of the season, but it's the, the split within the season. I had predicted Motherwell would finish ninth. I predicted that Paul McGinn would be our best signing, and that Josh Morris would be our worst signing. Um, I'm. <laughs> willing to listen to any arguments against either of those things being true or any of those things being true because the league position you can't argue with if we finish ninth at the end of the season I will be genuinely delighted because we are a disaster Um, so yeah good good absolutely nailed it uh, across the board fair play Fair play. I, yeah. I think. I mean, I uh, I had you down as ninth as well. But the, what I I think because <clears throat> I think when we made these predictions, it was just before the season started. So I had uh, I think everyone had like you, know, you had predicted who was going to get sacked first, and everybody put Graham Alexander because he was literally <laughs> minutes away from getting sacked. At the time. <laughs> I was like, get that in. That's one prediction correct. Uh, but uh, I, I, but I think if I'd known then that you were going to replace uh, Alexander with Stevie Hamill, I think I might have predicted relegation. 
because I thought it was a pretty poor appointment. Could still could still be the case, but I thought I'd, you know I, I assumed you would appoint somebody with a bit more of a track record, obviously. Uh, and uh, Hamill's probably done better than I than I expected so far. Um, without shooting the lights out by any stretch, but uh, but you know considering what he had to work with, which was <laughs> nothing. Uh, yeah, Great Alexander's uh, collection of uh, misfits. Um, then, uh, then yeah, I think he's he's done all right, and I suppose it would just be to what extent there's any scope to to change things around in January. Um, the the, the only one, the only, the only argument for best signing that you could make is that Matt Penny has been by a distance our best player, um, but mm. he's probably away at the end of January, so probably doesn't count as our best season best signing for the season. But that's about the only one within there as well. And you could also make an argument that. Rolando Arendt uh, is a worse signing than uh, Josh Morris, given that he played about seven minutes and then his legs exploded. Um, mm. So never played for us again. Well, seems seems fair enough. I, I really didn't have um, anything from other people on this. I don't think I was just like, I just didn't. You know, that's that uh, madman uh, meme where he's like, oh, I feel sorry for you. He's like, I don't think about you at all. That was kind of my, my thing of Motherwell at the moment. I was just like, just like I was like, like see, sometimes... Duncan, you say, that, you, you say that, but I'm getting well in Tony's head, which we'll just get into the rest of the hip support at this point. So I'm just going to continue that for as long as I can, really. Yeah, well, and and, and likewise, another club where I... I I don't. I don't really necessarily have a huge amount to say. Is Kamarnock the next team on our list? I think that um, they've just been they've, they've done what I kind of expected them to do. I think that that there was there's not, but there wasn't ever going to be the um, you know Derek McInnes when he was at Aberdeen. There was like a noticeable like zip up, like you know, in terms of like you know, because they were at such a low ebb. He came at Kamarnock, you know, when they were underperforming, but not disastrously in the championship and he doesn't he's not been given the resource same same sort of resources he had at, at Aberdeen so it's it is, I think that McInnes is a very capable manager the issue is that he, he does he's it's not going to be the same he will I think he will he'll probably leave Kamarnock in a better place uh, than he that he found it but uh yeah I, and I suppose my, my thing was I pre- this is more that that was in hope and expectation, but I, I wanted uh, Christian Deutsch to to work out, but uh, nope, sorry, sorry, yeah. my sorry, my hat trick boy. I was very McInnes pilled by all of this. I had them mm. uh, as seventh, kind of best of the rest in the bottom six, um, and again, still entirely plausible. But they look like a very limited squad of players. Um, all the nonsense around Lafferty getting his. Oh, however many game ban as well is not what anybody needed um, at Kilmarnock as well um, and I kind of feel that uh, a collection of the signings that uh, that McInnes made hasn't haven't really worked out in the way that he hoped um, like I, mm. I had Kerr McEnroy as my best signing in there and I, I did gen- I, 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 was, I was hoping a yeah. big impact just I to- thought he was going to have a big impact on him he looked, he's looked great everywhere else he has been on loan but again it's at a lower level and it kind of felt like he was ready to make that step up hasn't he really done it I know Kamarnaker generally seem like a much better team when Jordan Jones plays for them as well but he's been very in and out of the side as well and it just feels like nothing like the two fullbacks that he brought in have looked pretty good in bits and pieces as well but again if your best signs are two fullbacks are, uh, it's time to go it's time to go yeah. home like yeah, I, I I sort of did wonder why people thought they were going to be good, and then uh, I think the answer <laughs> to <Craig> yeah, <laughs> he's right about most things, but uh, his own football team, uh, no, um, I, yeah, I mean I think it was as you said, people being McInnes pilled, like it was just an assumption that Bob McInnes knows what he's doing, and he's he's a really good manager for a team of Kilmarnock stature, so therefore they will do do well, but it's just they they've still got a championship team, I think. Really, yeah. and and they were, they were maybe one of the poorer championship winning teams, definitely of of, of recent years. So I, I I didn't see the, you know bringing guys like Alan Power back. I thought well, that's not. I mean, I don't think he'd be that great at Zimmerin. Um So I I, I thought they would. Uh, I, I don't. I still don't know if I think they'll get relegated. But uh, no, I, mean, I think, the, what, I think well, obviously be... what we all want is for them to lose a, a playoff final against Air. That would be <laughs> tremendous. I just um, want to see. I just want to see a playoff final at Somerset Park. 
Oh, every yeah. time there is an Ayrshire derby, it's absolute chaos, and I just want to see yeah. a, play- a, oh. a playoff final at Somerset. I don't particularly care who wins it. I would just like to see that yeah. scene. Yeah, no, that would be great. I mean, what would happen is uh, probably that uh, the first game would be an, an arrow air win, and then Kilmarnock would absolutely batter them at Rugby Park, like 4 0 or something. Um, but we'd all like to see it. So, uh, so hopefully that happens. But yeah, I, I think there'll be, I think I had them downstairs, and I think they'll be around about, well, I, I think if they're, if they're not 10th, then they're probably going to be 11th or 12th, I would say. From there to St. Johnston. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, to all the St Johnston fans, um, we are who you think we are, and that we all predicted St Minute. Like everyone, bar I think Tony predicted St Johnston to finish last. Yeah. Sorry, Tony and Craig Cairns predicted St Minute to finish last. Everyone else predicted St Johnston to finish last. Um, I'm sort of sorry about that, but also St Johnston have been terrible. Yeah, but still, the Rangers, of course. Um, yep. But <laughs> somehow, uh, yeah, they're, they're not. They're not. They still aren't good, though. They, they aren't good. <laughs> no. And, and yet, uh, is it just yet, the rest of the league is shite? These dogs of like, war. Yeah. But I suppose, I suppose if, like, their defenders look better this season than last season. Uh, and maybe that's made a bit of a difference. Um, Mitchell has been a very good yeah, signing. Yeah, he, he's a good player. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they should have they should have got points off Celtic as well. Yeah, yeah. and even and even um, fucking Dre, right? You know, you lose someone of the cal- caliber of uh, Xander Clark, but you you replace him with someone in Remy Matthews who is of like as yeah. good as you can get as, just, a, as a goalkeeping just, long as just, just like as goalkeeping signing, like. Yeah. Like you've signed, you've signed. I would argue that Remy Matthews is the most competent goalkeeper within the league. Like he's mm. just sensible. There's, there's very little. That However, I don't know if you saw the news this week that uh, Elliot El Paz Parish is the new goalkeeping coach at St Johnson. So that that could well change. Uh, you know, I, Remy I Matthews that, could, I, could not survive this potentially. I reckon that's I reckon that's a sensational appointment, given that all the all the very best goalkeeping coaches seem to be made up of absolutely dumpling goalkeepers. Like Stevie Woods has been at Celtic and of of a high standing for like two decades now or something. Yeah, Stevie Woods was howling. He was atrocious. Yeah, well, yeah, well, we'll I remember as a kid turning up at Fur Park and being devastated that Stevie Woods was still fucking there. Um, <laughs> So no, I I I I reckon El Paz will go on to have a very successful goalkeeping goalkeeping coach career. Yeah, he must be good. I mean, he must that be like good in the dressing room or something, because otherwise his career <laughs> makes very little sense. So maybe he's, he's just a natural coach. Uh, yeah. I want to say my my mea culpa is Nicky Clark has uh, bent it bent mm. right up me because uh, yeah, there was I I thought that was a that was a. Comp- that was just a ridiculous. Like it felt like it was a, a ridiculous, like a, a pointless transfer of a, a man who doesn't do much for Dun United is going to go and sign for St Johnson and not do much for them, and yet he has been responsible for how many points this season for St Johnson? Like and and also not just that in terms of goals, has actually looked looked effective. Stevie May is a much better player beside him as well Mm. like basically every signing that St Johnston have made has showed me up at some point over the season like Considine has been okay Dre Wright has been okay apart from that moment (laughs) (laughs) Kane scored against Motherwell Montgomery's literally got it left wing back Jimmy Murphy uh, scored against Motherwell as well Ryan McGowan has looked very capable basically everywhere they've deployed him Alex Mitchell felt like a signing because all of the signings come from Millwall for some reason. Or <laughs> um, but again, has looked he just looked like another like just like dull signing. Oh, oh, that's someone that's available from Millwall. That's, yeah, okay, he's been great as well. Nicky Clark, as you say, another one in there as well. Like basically, all of them have shown me up this season. And mm-hmm. as much as I said at the start of this, St. Johnston haven't been any good. Still sitting very very comfortably um, and don't look like an easy team to beat. So fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now to a team that make me regularly say fuck's sake. It is Hibernian Football Club, who oh, uh, where where to even start? Like just um, yeah, but it's just been all not not very good. 
And uh, yes, for, for, for audio viewers, you've not just seen uh, Graham looking very, very happy. They're not uh, good. They're we are, we are, like, so many things. What I'm enjoying is that at the start of the season, I thought Hibs were going to be, I thought Hibs were going to be atrocious. Mm-hmm. And then kind of at the last minute, Martin Boyle drops into your lap and you go, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can play 10 other cunts in Martin Boyle and you will be a threat at various points within the game. You'll pick up enough points to be good. Now that Boyle's out for the rest of the season, it's a really, it's almost like we get to play the what if game, but in real life, because we, it's not a what if game, because you're going to see what Hibs short of Martin Boyle is. And my assumption it's, is. It's- Relegation candidates. Bad. Real bad because there's no one within that squad that can replace him. McCurdy in his super brief appearances looks like he might offer something within that Hibs side or alternatively might take the hump and just never play again for Hibs. It's it's a real, like you said, Ross County being a real crossroads for them. The first three games coming, coming back for Hibs are going to be so, uh, the, the uh, next difficult. Hibs, Hibs have, have got like it's it's an absolute rotten. Uh, I'm just I'd like up until basically I, I generally you look at Hibs fixtures. It doesn't really get comfortable at all because you have you we come back Thursday we play Rangers which is good. That's that's always uh, a laugh. Uh, you got if you're going to have a home fixture, who who do you that's of a non big team who would you least like to face? Oh, it's fucking Livingston. I feel like uh, you've not been Livingston and like you, what was it? Dodge scored his hat trick in the game for Livy. Basically, didn't turn well, up we're on usually the day. we're usually all right at home, so maybe that might be okay. But then we've got Celtic at home, Hearts away, and then we come to play you, Motherwell, televised uh, on the eighth of January. Then we maybe potentially get a respite against Dundee United at home, but you, I would, wouldn't necessarily say. And then we play Hearts in the cup. Like you, that mm-hmm. Johnson can if if we get not if we dare a uh, a doing in either of those derbies, knives are out for him. Um, you, you also like there's possible as Tony said there's a possibility we could be getting to that Dundee United game or Motherwell game you with like racking up seven eight nine losses you cannot you cannot come back from that you, like yeah, that is yeah. sacking form regardless of where you are and I don't see the improvements that um, that, uh, that that Johnson is talking about and that coupled with just fucking rank. Uh, it's not even rank rotten because there's just a complete confused signing policy of like, and it's just all over the shop. Like, it, like it's with supermarket. It's a supermarket sweep. There's absolutely no um, strategy or vision or anything like that going through it all. It's like uh, that's going cheap. Yeah, we'll take that. We're like just knocking stuff into that and hoping it works. And yet we still are kind of without a. Uh, we got lucky. We got lucky that Rocky Bashiri's turned into a player, like still because otherwise, playing, still playing yeah, Louis so, Stevenson and Paul Hanlon. Uh, we're still playing Louis Stevenson in midfield sometimes. Like this is how, like this is that we we didn't sort out central midfield, which 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 was a problem on when me and me and Tony left the left uh, after we beat St John's four 0 with a fucking uh, James Scott hat trick uh, on the last day of the season. We, we literally went to the pub and talked through where what positions Hibs need to improve on and the top one was a centre midfielder and we have we have we improved that situation at all? No, we got in we're paying Noah Kenny five grand a week to to, to look like an academy player. Like it's yeah. Uh, so what was I, what was I wrong about? <laughs> like where to start um you trusted the new I'd, garden I'd, actually, I'd, I'd, I'd say yeah I'd say uh, I didn't think Mikola Karevich would be up for much and he's been absolutely brilliant <laughs> and actually is a player I enjoy watching you like that is the 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 the, the glimmer of hope that I have now with this season is that he will just keep scoring goals because uh, without uh, without uh, Martin Boyle, we are fucked. Oh, yeah, oh no, wait a second. No, no, wait a second. Ethan McGeady's coming back. Uh, That's going to solve the problems. Um, Geeds. <laughs> yeah, with uh, Kukarevich, he's uh, the opposite of um, of Humphreys in that I also thought he'd be rubbish just because he looks too much like a footballer. You know, sometimes <laughs> players look like yeah, yeah, no, you just sort of yeah, you, yeah. you look like a footballer, mate. You can play, and then it turns out you, you can't actually play football. Um, but like, oh yeah, 
for example, or I would say like Jack Henry before he, you know, when he was at Celtic, mm-hmm. people just, you know, he looked like a centre half, just looked like a centre half, and but he couldn't actually play centre half. Um, or he's, he's grown into it. We, yeah, we, that was, we got around that, but that, I think that that, that was, sound, Simon was allowed because we signed so many players who do not look like footballers, <laughs> uh, and particularly looking at you, Jai Tavares and uh, Momadou Bojang. Uh, <laughs> Never Rainbow mind FC Will legend. Fish. Or so Will you, Fish. You can't it. sign somebody from Rainbow FC. <laughs> on loan. On loan. Like that, like, yeah. Try before you buy. Nope. Um, <sighs> nope, nope. Yeah, no. Um, I had Hibs at 10th. Would you take that today, Duncan? Uh, yes. I yes. would. I would. I know, I know, I know a lot of uh, Hibs fans wouldn't and still think that we could potentially finish third, but they're deluding themselves. They could split the old film. Because it's the old film. Ah, oh, someone's um, going to give me a bet on that. Uh, a very drunk Hibs fan yeah, know, before the yeah. season started. Yeah, bet that they would uh, split the old from 20 quid. So that'd be... I think you could go and claim that right yes. now, you <laughs> I think I could. Uh, I had David Marshall's best signing, so that seems fair enough. No, it's good. I like I like Marshall. He's been, they, mm. a calm I confidence. I did. You and I, I doesn't thought, really help if you've got absolute dog shit in front of you. Yeah, I thought you and was going to be good, I have to say. And that's, that's really not transpired. Um, not yeah, it's not not really borne out. No. Again, a lot of these players they've got the attributes to threaten to be good, but I mean that's still far too many steps to actually be good in the Scottish Premiership. So it's it's a bit annoying. Um, and I'm going to congratulate myself by we're going to move on, and I've not mentioned anything about Ewan Henderson, which is good. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway. Uh, so final club, Aberdeen Football Club. Yeah, good for them. Good for the Dons. <laughs> good for them. Yeah, I had, uh, I, I had them at fifth place. They're, they're slightly overperforming that. I still think they'll finish fifth. Um, oh, do you? Yeah. Who's who's finishing fourth then? Who do you think will be above them? Uh, Hearts and third, and I do. I think I think Livingston are just going to slog it until the end of the season. I think they'll just do enough to keep their head above water and mm-hmm. not head above water, but just their head, just that wee bit ahead. I think they've got enough about them to just slog it out and compete with everybody on every single weekend. Um, and I think this is the season that they'll do it. Um, Aberdeen, I reckon the first cash offer that comes in for Miofsky he will be gone out the door with the dust trail behind him. Um, <laughs> bundled yeah, I, out I have to say, I thought he was going to be pish. And I'm still, I, I refuse to accept I'm wrong on that one. Just because <laughs> I don't care how many goals he scores. He's so one-footed that it annoys me. He has no right foot whatsoever. Um, which I just think as a striker is like... It's, it's just annoying because you know, chances will always fall to your bad foot and you've got to at least be able to swing at it which you can't really do um, but uh, it seems like Aberdeen real- are going to hoodwink somebody to say money, uh, spend money on him so. I hadn't um, realised he was I thought he was a bit older than he was as well um, mm, yeah, so quite young, yeah. 23 scoring a bunch of goals in your first season in a completely different league you've come in, you've adjusted well, you're scoring kind of all sorts of goals apart from ones with your weak foot mm. Um yeah, I, I think there's a good chance that somebody will come in and chuck money at him, which is cool because I'm not convinced Aberdeen are smart enough to reinvest that well. And if you take him out of the team, I'm not convinced they have enough other options. D- Duke's good, but whether, Duke's, whether he's a value or a scorer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely Duke's, sensational Duke's, value to watch, but I'm not hmm. convinced he'll poke as many away as Miofsky will. Hmm. So, so that Duke, Duke is my uh, my one in terms of I, what I did not see coming was the fact that you could have you, that a Scottish club non old non old firm Scottish club could sign someone for four hundred grand and they're kind of treated <laughs> like out. a cult. Like you're like well no yeah. like he's, he's he's not like there's not like he's but not he's almost like a figure of like rever like not fun, but like yeah, I don't know. I'm not very describing this very well. But there seems to be not any expectation on the fact they've signed someone for four hundred grand because they've spent more on Mike Ma- Miofsky, and so you're just like they're just like well, this guy's fun, like Duncan, yeah, and they've Duncan, totally like yeah. Duncan. It's the northeast, right? <laughs> you need to couch everything on the fact that it's the northeast. So spending four hundred grand on something for a bit of a laugh, it's fairly standard, I think. <laughs> it's just what they do up there. It's not news. It's just what they do. <laughs> Fair enough. I also thought Kel Roos was going to be rubbish, and he's apparently he's been the best goalkeeper in the league this season statistically. But I still, I also think I'm going to be proven right about that as well. So, because uh, <laughs> uh, he's had his whole career has been like good, and then 
spectacularly shite and then dropped. And I, I'm waiting for the spectacular shiteness, um, which I think is, I hope it's in the post. I had Jaden uh, Richardson yeah. as my best signing, uh, simply on the basis that I know his pals with Charlie Dunn and I love Charlie Dunn. Yeah. And that was about the limit of my thinking <laughs> for that entirely. So yeah, that was probably a little bit off as well. But um, mm. yeah, they, they have been good. They have been good. I think they, they should be more points clear ultimately, and everyone else has kind of struggled to a degree, and their away form has been pretty pretty ropey. Um, to only be four points clear of Hearts after Hearts have been... The, I think Hearts fans have quite happily admit we've not had a good season so far. I think Hearts as a club would admit we've not had a great season so far, but there are there's context to it. So to, at this point in the season, to only be four points clear feels like a kind of missed opportunity for them when nobody else has been particularly good. Yeah, I, well, I think I think it's a, an American theme that that uh, no club has really taken the opportunity from from Hearts uh, being the walking wounded plus playing an extra eight games. Uh, you know, well, of, of, of intensity as well. Yeah, um, uh, but uh, but and I'm glad I'm glad that um, glad we've now got the new SPFL logo, uh, lo, uh, slogan going there. Um, waiting for the spectacularly shite. <laughs> I think that 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 sums up exactly uh, what we're feeling about going into Thursday and the weekend's games. So I'd uh, just like to say this opportunity to thank Graham and Ewan. Thank you, Duncan. Thank you, Raj. Cheers. And uh, there'll be plenty of stuff as ever on the Patreon Terrace Pod. No, that's not. It's patreon.com forward slash Terrace Podcast would suggest that you sign up there. There's podcasts going up daily, doing all sorts of good and interesting stuff. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, and uh, I would say enjoy your football, but let's be honest, that's not what we're, we're that's not, not <laughs> what we're here for. <laughs> that's not what we're here for. Uh, but anyway, take care and thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.